Welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfang, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. We share personal experiences and take an uncut look into the world of breast cancer. Welcome to the conversation. In this episode, we discuss hormonal therapies, what they mean for ER-positive or PR-positive hormonal-based breast cancer. Where do we even begin? Our bodies have been through so much with a cancer diagnosis. So let's see. After chemotherapy, surgery, radiation, more chemotherapy, I am now on like a 10-year plan on hormonal therapies. And, you know, this is really interesting because... When I first got diagnosed with cancer, you kind of had your checkbox of, okay, I have 12 rounds of Taxol. Go to the calendar, mark them off, the countdown begins. And same with radiation, right? I had 33 rounds of radiation. You get your little calendar, you're like, all right, one done, two done, finally you're in your last week. But honestly, when my doctor told me I'm gonna be on some of these medicines for up to 10 years, um, yeah, I didn't really know, like there's no calendar big enough for that, right? Like I didn't know what to do. Um, this is particularly for uh, breast cancer thrivers who are estrogen um, positive, ER positive. And the goal of it is really because your cancer is thriving in this um, estrogen environment, we want to reduce the amount of estrogen in our bodies. So that way the cancer will have no environment to grow and therefore hopefully not come back, right? Okay, so within the classification of hormonal therapies, my understanding is that there are two branches. There is tamoxifen, which is quite popular, and um, I know a lot of women who are on it. And then there's this other group of aromatase inhibitors, also known as AIs or aromatase inhibitors. In my research, the classifications have really fallen down to are you premenopausal or postmenopausal? Um, but I feel like I'm a classic case because at the time, I like I'm only when I was diagnosed at 34, I'm 36 now, I was nowhere close to menopause. And for some reason, my doctors and I came to um, an understanding that it would be better for me, given the types of cancer that I had, to be on the aromatase inhibitors plus a Lupron shot. And the Lupron shot actually suppresses um, my ovaries. So these two things were, were what we decided. Now within the whole circle of aromatase inhibitors, there are three different drugs that I'm aware of. There is um, letrozole, which is what I'm currently on, but I didn't get to that letrozole in the first try. I was exposed originally to anestrozole, and then that kind of left me with some wonky side effects, and I was like, you know what, I cannot deal with this for 10 years. Is there something else we can do? And that's when they gave me another AI pill called Eximestine. And again, I used that for a couple of months trying to figure out like the bone aches and pains and, you know, just kind of like mood swings because your body is like thrown into this like craziness. And I was like, you know, again, quality of life here, this isn't gonna work for me. So what we ended up finding was a combination of um, supplements and the Lupron shot that I get um, every couple of weeks plus 
Letrozole. And so far, it's been about six months that I've been on Letrozole, and I have to say I'm feeling pretty normal, which everyone's body responds to these medicines so differently. I know women who have started off with Letrozole, and they're like, oh my god, the hot flashes, I can't take it, give me something else, and they're doing great on Exemestine or Anestrozole or Tamoxifen. So it's really this like trial and error period of like tweaking the um, the amounts of the drug that you're on, how you're feeling, how your body's responding. And I have to say it took me about a six, a solid six months for it to finally get into my system and for me to feel like I have control over the meds and that the meds controlling me. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our show. I would like to acknowledge that all of the information on our podcast are from personal experiences and are not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always consult with your medical care team. I would also like to give a huge thank you to our executive producer, Braden Germain, for making this show a reality. Be sure to follow us on social media. Details can be found at our website on survivingbreastcancer.org. If you are looking for specific topics or would like to be a guest on our show, you can always contact me at laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. Until next time, keep on thriving.